All right, folks, what is going on? This is episode 415 of the First of Frame Rate Show. I am VF Baller. Over here, we talk about Georgia Southern and Atlanta Falcons football. And uh, today, we're going to shake it up a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit of co quarterback controversy. And I know a lot of people kind of kind of straying away from this topic, especially for the ones who are, you know, um, that are like some fans have re really haven't been talking about this as much. I understand it and I get it, but uh, we're going to have this conversation today. I'm going to give you my thoughts and opinions on it and um, why I think that uh, or give you the uh, the case that Desmond Redder is probably a threat to QB1. We're going to get into all that and everything under the umbrella. This is your first time here. Welcome. This is the first and primary show. Like I said, I am VF Baller. I can be found on YouTube and Rumble, also on Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. And the numbers are continue to rise. I, I understand that more people are getting more interested in football. The season is getting closer. And um, I appreciate you guys choosing to come over here to listen or watch what I do. I cannot thank you guys enough. And thanks to you guys. We're just going to continue to get continue to grow. And I'm going to try my best to get better at what I do here. So um, let's, let's go ahead and, and, and get into this. Well, I'll take that back. Before I get into this, I want to touch on something really, really brief. Uh, I just saw on Twitter last night that Governor um, Brian Kemp is getting involved in getting our legendary coach at Georgia Southern, Irk Russell, into the College Football Hall of Fame. This is great news because I've been saying this for the while, for the longest and other um, fans have been saying it as well. Irk deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, if you haven't un seen his body of work or what he's done, the three national titles at Georgia Southern, what he's done at the University of Georgia as a uh, defensive coordinator, um, when there was when they won the 1980 championship, uh, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And uh, I I know there's like some stipulation that they have with the College Football Hall of Fame that you have to be um, coaching for X amount of years, whatever the case may be. And uh, I think it's kind of absurd because if you look at the body of work and the turnaround that uh, – Eric Russell did well not necessarily turn around but the rebuild of Georgia Southern football from 1980 up until the time that you know where it is today he had a very good um oh not very good he had a very prominent role into that so definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame hopefully coach I'm um, not coach but Governor Kemp can get that ball rolling and make that happen so we'll see how that goes all right let's go ahead and um get into this uh is Desmond Ritter a threat for QB1? I know a lot of people are like more um, comfortable with, uh, with uh, Marcus Mariota, and I get it. I understand why. I'm, I'm more comfortable with him at quarterback, to be honest. You know, you got, you got the veteran, and um, he seems like he's able to run the offense a little bit more um, sound and a little bit more cleaner. And that's what you want. You want a quarterback that goes out there and just does it the right way, clean, don't make any mistakes, and nothing under the um, and you know nothing out of the way. So with that, with that being said, clearly it looks like Marcus Mariota is going to be QB1. I'm not sitting here and saying that Marcus Mariota should be pushed to the side or should be benched or whatever the case may be. I'm not, I'm not advocating for that. But we have to understand as well, even though that Desmond Ritter didn't look completely polished, he seemed like he knows how to find a way to play, um, you know, play the game. And it looked like he did it pretty well. There were some passes that was missed, some drop passes, a little bit of, little bit of inaccuracy. It wasn't nothing like the, the accuracy was really, really bad. Those things will be cleaned up throughout in due time. You expect that from some rookies. You know, you don't have a rookie that can just come out the gate and just blow the doors 
off of a defense out of you know that that really happens i mean i think the last time we've really seen that was probably and maybe was a uh, dak prescott maybe you know and mac jones maybe i mean we really seen it with joe flacco and matt ryan you know those two guys came in and just did their thing ben roethlisberger was another one so i'm naming a list of guys who were able to actually do it but you gotta understand the gap between those were far in between i mean i think the gap between mac jones and and Dak Prescott is pretty, you know, wide. You know, once again, you look at Dak Prescott to, uh, or what's his name, Russell Wilson, that gap between quarterbacks when they come in the league is fairly wide. And then you go back even further, Matt Ryan and Joe Flacco to Ben Roethlisberger. That's you know, another four or five-year gap. So it doesn't happen that often, but when it does, you just you you embrace it and you appreciate it. I'm not sure that Desmond Ritter is going to be that guy, but as of right now, it looks like he he can he can get better and better. Now going up against the Jets, he's going to get some more playing time. You know he's going to get playing time just like he did last time. You got to understand, last game he played seventy seven percent of the snaps. I mean that's almost like you're playing a full game basically. Ten to twenty two. Uh, he went ten to twenty two for a hundred and something yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. One interception was called back due to a rough in the passer, but as far as the stat line go, there was no interceptions. I expect him to probably play the same amount of time. And if he continues to get better, there's gonna I, I believe there's gonna be some talk. Just for safe to be safe and um just keep things on the up and up and keep things in order. Marcus Mariota is obviously probably gonna end up playing um day uh week one as the starter against the Saints. I, I, I see that. I don't unless something weird or crazy happens, that that I I, I only see Mariota doing it. But being a threat to QB one, absolutely. And when I say that, is it sooner rather than later? I think it'll be sooner rather than later. A lot of people saying that Mariota's probably going to get pulled at, um, you know, week five, week six. I, I don't think so. I, I think if Mariota plays at the, at the top of his game, and if he plays anywhere like he did that first drive, he could be playing for a long time throughout the season. Ooh, excuse me. But I, I just feel like with Desmond Ritter, I think Desmond Ritter, even at Mariota, playing at the top of his game i think desmond ritter could get to the point where he just ends up being better than Mariota. and if that's the case it's not much you can do with that i mean you just want to get somebody who's better has the hot hand someone who can who's able to uh play ball a little bit better than the other person don't care how much experience they have if the other person is playing ball better you what why would you have them and keep them on the bench you know what I'm saying? So I don't think it's going to be a situation where Mariota stinks up the joint. I hope that's not the case. Because the thing about me is I don't like to throw negative aspersions on the team that I like, whether it be Georgia Southern, whether it be, uh, you know, the the Falcons. Uh, hell, my basketball team, the Chicago Bulls. I don't like to throw negative aspersions on them. I understand we live in reality and that things happen. There could be a situation where Marcus Mariota or even Desmond Ritter or any other of these guys on the team could stink up the joint. I mean that that's just that's just for everything's not going to be positive, but I'm not I'm not going to be the one to put it out there and say hey this guy's going to suck you know what I'm saying I'm just not going to do that. So with that being said, I think Mariota has a good chance to actually start and play the entire season. I, I mean that, I mean if if the offensive line holds up, I, I think Mariota's going to be fine. I don't think Mariota's going to be put in a situation where he throws a bunch of interceptions or he's going to just um, play pretty bad. I feel like if if, if Desmond Ritter it's going to be a threat to QB1. He's just going to outperform 
uh, Mariota. Whether it be that Mariota does backslide a little bit and play play um worse than what you know what we would like to see, but I don't think it's going to be a situation where oh you're so bad we're going to pull you out the game and put the rookie in. I, I don't because I mean by then then now you're you're probably looking at two or three losses at that point. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want that to be the case. I just want to say, hey, look, we're just going to go with him right now and going to see how it goes and whatever the case may be. Um, I I I want to say, I want to say, I think that's what happened with Ben Roethlisberger when he was a rookie. I don't, I'm not. Was it Charlie Batch? I think. I don't think Charlie. I can't remember. I mean, quote me if I'm wrong. I mean, don't quote me because I may be wrong. And if I'm wrong, let me know. I'm not sure. I think I want to say that Charlie Batch just got pulled. I don't think he was playing bad or whatever. I think he just got pulled. I think it was Charlie Batch. I can't remember. But Roethlisberger just came in and played. You know, so I'm not sure if that's the case, but I want it to be under those circumstances. I don't want it to be a situation where Mariota's playing bad and Coach Smith keeps giving him chances, and then by the time he gives him so many chances, it's too late because we done lost two or three games behind this bad quarterback play. I want to know, like, once he started sliding a little bit, yo, put Mary, put Ritter in and have him go so it won't be that big of a, a drop if, you know, we have bad quarterback play. I don't know. I don't know how you even judge that, even if that's the case. That's going to be really hard to even, you know, manage. I mean, that's 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 clearly for the coaches and the coaches' decision. And that'll be something that for the coaches to do in the, in the long run anyway. So I don't know how you perform that balance act when it comes to quarterback controversy. Do you continue to work with the guy that you bought to the team via free agency? Or do you get, go, at, go with the guy that you drafted? That, that's going to be really, really interesting to see how that plays out. But I, I, I just don't know how that's going to, you know, how that runs. Because you don't know you know, until they're actually out there. All the practices and, and all the film study and all the stuff, you don't really know how it is till they're out there. That's like with Desmond Ritter. We didn't know, we knew what he was about when he was in Cincinnati, but we didn't know what type of player that he would be when he comes straight into the NFL. I mean, he played 77% of the snaps, did pretty well for the most part. Um, that accuracy could change a little bit, but when it mattered, he was able to complete a pass and, and, and win the game for the Falcons, which was really, really fun to watch. So when you have um, something like that, like the it factor that you find a way to win games, it's like that's another thing that, you know, that those, you know, in that's factored in to what you do as, as a quarterback. And that's another thing that kind of creates the quarterback controversy, even if it's good or bad. Uh, before I get out of here, I want to say this. Um, I understand that there's a lot of people in Atlanta Falcons fan base. They're, they're kind of really hesitant with this. You know, one thing I do like about it, that like we're actually talking about some real, you know, quarterback, um, uh, having a real quarterback conversation that's actually, um, you know, productive. And I understand that a lot of people may not want to run with the rookie right away. And I get it. I mean, I'm one of the types that's not necessarily, I don't want that to do that either. I think it's too much of a high risk. But the last time we did that, and I don't want to um really cast you know cast a, this type of comparison. But last time we did that, we ended up going eleven and five. You know what I'm saying? You know, last time we went with a rookie quarterback, we went eleven and five, and actually, I think what we made the playoffs. I think yeah, so we did pretty good. Um, there ain't no way I think that you know Desmond Ritter be close to the the last quarterback we had last year. I don't think it is. I mean, you know, 
Matt Ryan was, you know, for all intents and purposes, Matt Ryan was a very special quarterback. A lot of people don't want to give him the credit. You probably hear about it now since he's on the Colts. You know, everybody want to give him praise now in the national media. But like I told you about the national media and how they feel about the Falcons. Um, but I I feel like we had a special quarterback for the last 13, 14 years, and we're rebuilding. But the last, the next two quarterbacks we got now, you know, even if you want to add Felipe Franks there, three quarterbacks we have now, I think we have something here that we could build on. You know, even if it is just Mariota, you know, being at the helm for the next two years, he's on the two-year contract. But Desmond Ritter is actually, he's, he's coming, he's showing up. And Felipe Franks has found his way at different positions that he can be viable that um at the position. I think he's going to get another chance to be tight end again against the Jets, and I hope he does pretty well because the last pass he had was a little bit underthrown, and I know he was a little bit upset at himself for not catching it. But that that's not all on him. I mean, I know he had to make the adjustment, but at 6'7", you need to put that ball up there and let him go up there and get it. He shouldn't have to go back and try to go down to catch the ball. But that's on Desmond Ritter once again, and that's something that Desmond Ritter going to have to work on, and that's another story for another day. But when we come to the quarterback situation, I think we have a really, really, really good quarterback. Um, uh, I think we have a really good quarterback situation here. And I think it's not as um, it's not as negative as most people want to think it is. And it's okay to embrace if, by some chance, Desmond Ritter end up being QB1 sooner rather than later. I don't think it's that bad of a situation. Um, is it risky? As of right now, yes. But once we get past the two preseason games and we see, see we, what we're working with, then we'll know for certain if he really be a threat to QB1. Because right now, he could be. He did look pretty good against the Lions. But it's definitely not set in stone. But if it continues to get better, we'll see how that goes. If you like this commentary, hit the like button. Share this podcast. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Hey, what do you guys think? Quarterback controversy. Is it a good one or a bad one? I think it's a good one. Desmond Ritter is a threat. I think he is, but it's not as a big threat. Um, a lot of people want to play it safe. I get it. I'm in, uh, you know, I'm there with you. But I, I cannot deny what I see. I think this is going to be a, a really good situation going into the regular season and while we're in the regular season what we're going to see out of these two quarterbacks Marcus Mariota probably gives us the best chance to win on paper but after seeing what Marcus Mariota was able to not Marcus Mariota but after seeing what Desmond Ritter was able to do after um the interception that was called back from rough in the past for him to bounce back and, and throw a touchdown um, after the you know being in a situation where the passes just wasn't going for him, and we ended up getting a fourth and nine, and he found a way to throw a touchdown pass. You know those type of things matter too. So we also have to understand all of that. So we're going to continue to watch this because Marcus Mariota is very well capable of doing the same thing that Ritter does. So it's going to be a really good competition. I can't wait to see about that. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed. I'm on YouTube and Rumble. Also on Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts. Find me on all those avenues. If you want to subscribe, I suggest you subscribe to more than one because one may be down and the other one may be up and running and you can listen or watch at a different area of the podcast avenues. Um, I'm going to get up out of here. You guys enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Have a wonderful Thursday and I'll be back on Friday with another episode. All right, y'all. Y'all take it easy and y'all be blessed. Peace.